Welcome to House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Eric Michael Teitelman. Join me as we learn about the rich heritage of our Christian faith. In each episode, we explore a unique topic that will deepen your knowledge of Christ and who we are as His people. In this episode, we will discover how the inhabitants of Edom will conspire against the Jewish people in the end times, culminating in a great war against Israel with God's final judgment coming against all his enemies. The word Edom in Hebrew means red. The Bible relates this name to Esau, the elder son of the Hebrew patriarch Isaac and the brother of Jacob, who was later named Israel. Esau became the father of the Edomites and other nations, including Amalek. The Edomites primarily inhabited the area of Mount Seir. This mountainous region, situated in modern-day Jordan, stretches along the eastern flanks of the Jordan Valley from the Dead Sea southward towards the Gulf of Aqaba. The area is world-renowned for its red sandstone formation and dunes. Two Star Wars movies were filmed there, The Rise of Skywalker and Rogue One. And in the heart of this region is the ancient city of Petra, nicknamed the Rose City. Dating to around 300 BC, it was the capital of the Arabic Nabatean Kingdom. At the Exodus, Moses requested permission from the king of Edom for the Israelites to pass through this region. Access was denied, and then later the Edomites came against Israel. As we read in Numbers 20, it says, So Edom came out against them with many men and with a strong hand. In response to their evil, we read in Malachi chapter 1, The Lord said, Yet Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated, and laid waste his mountains and his heritage for the jackals of the wilderness. In Numbers 24, we read, And Edom shall be a possession. Seir also, his enemies shall be a possession. While Israel does valiantly, out of Jacob one shall have dominion and destroy the remains of the city. The Edomites continued to attack Israel and the kingdom of Judah, looting the first temple at the time of its destruction and blocking the escape of the Jewish people, causing many to die. It's interesting, but it is believed that the Edomites were eventually forced to convert to Judaism by John Hyrcanus, who was Maccabean leader during the 2nd century BC. King Herod is considered to be one of their descendants, as is the prophet Obadiah. It's also believed that the descendants from Edom settled in Rome. Thus, the current exile of the Jewish people instigated by the Roman Empire is called the Exile of Edom. Another wicked descendant of Esau was his chief son, Amalek. The Amalekites also sought to destroy Israel when they came out of Egypt. Therefore the Lord declared in Exodus 17, Write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. The Amalekites later joined with the Canaanites, the Moabites, and the Midianites to wage war against Israel. The Amalekites inhabited a large swath of land stretching into Mesopotamia. But during biblical times, their kingdom was chiefly established in the Negev, the southern part of Israel bordering the ancient kingdom of Judah. So therefore, I believe the mountains of the Amalekites, as referenced in Scripture, likely flank the western side of the Jordan Valley opposite the kingdom of Edom. 
Now, lastly, we read that Ishmael, the firstborn son of Abraham, intermarried with the descendants of Esau. We read in Genesis 28, it says, So Esau went to Ishmael and took Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajoth, to be his wife, in addition to the wives that he had. So now we begin to see a mixed multitude of people, descendant from Ishmael, Esau, and Amalek, many of whom are related to the Arab and the Palestinian people living in and around Israel today. And sadly, the root of hatred against their brother Jacob, that we know from Scripture, will continue to the end of this age. The sages tell us that the nations of the world are presently all mixed. So therefore, any person or country that hates the God of Israel and his people is included in this mixed multitude. These enemies of God eventually consult together, culminating in a great war against the Jewish people. We read in Psalm 83, it says, For behold, your enemies make a tumult, and those who hate you have lifted up their head. They've taken crafty counsel against your people, Israel, and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal, Ammon, and Amalek, Philistia, with the inhabitants of Tyr, Assyria also has joined with them. They have helped the children of Lot, Selah. These wars and desolations are decreed against Israel as judgment for the rejection of Christ. And so we read in Jeremiah 9, Egypt, Judah, Edom, the people of Ammon, Moab, and all who are in the farthest corners who dwell in the wilderness. For all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in their heart. And notice that the Lord calls out Judah and Israel with Edom and many others. And ultimately, it will be Israel that God uses to bring his righteous judgments against this great multitude of Gentile nations. We read in Ezekiel 25, it says, I will lay my vengeance on Edom by the hand of my people Israel, that they may do in Edom according to my anger and according to my fury, and they shall know my vengeance, says the Lord God. God will bring his fury against all who desecrate his land and violate his people. We read in Isaiah 34, it says, For the indignation of the Lord is against all nations, and his fury against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has given them over to the slaughter. Also the slain shall be thrown out, their stench shall rise from their corpses, and the mountains shall be melted with their blood. All the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heaven shall be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falls from the vine, and as fruit falling from a fig tree. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven, indeed it shall come down on Edom, and on the people of my curse for judgment. Edom also shall be an astonishment. Everyone who goes by it will be astonished and will hiss at all its plagues. Therefore hear the counsel of the Lord that he has taken against Edom and his purposes that he has proposed against the inhabitants of Timan. Surely the least of the flock shall draw them out. Surely he shall make their dwelling places desolate with them. Jeremiah 49. Ezekiel 35, you read, As you rejoiced because the inheritance of the house of Israel was desolate, so I will do to you. You shall be desolate, O Mount Seir, 
as well as all of Edom, all of it, then they shall know that I am the Lord. In Malachi chapter 1, it says, Even though Edom has said, We have been impoverished, but we will return and rebuild the desolate places. Thus says the Lord of hosts, They may build, but I will throw down. They shall be called the territory of the wickedness and the people against whom the Lord will have indignation forever. For I shall see and you shall say the Lord is magnified beyond the border of Israel. In Obadiah chapter 1 it says, Will I not in that day, says the Lord, even destroy the wise men from Edom and understanding from the mountains of Esau? Then your mighty men, O Timon, shall be dismayed to the end that everyone from the mountains of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. For violence against your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you, and you shall be cut off forever. The Bible is filled with examples of how God has brought the Gentile nations against Israel in judgment, and then turned his full wrath against these kingdoms that touched his land and his people. Jesus spoke of this time of the end in Matthew 24, saying, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, Whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Now there's one missing detail from this verse. There's no reference to any specific mountain range. And some theologians have presumed that Israel will flee to Petra in the mountains of Edom. And this is plausible. But maybe the Lord is speaking in a general sense, indicating the Jewish people will run in many directions to different mountains at this time of final judgment. Another possibility is that mountains in Scripture represent kingdoms. And maybe Jesus is saying that the Jewish people will flee to the nations for protection. We read in Revelation 12 with emphasis added, But the kingdoms of the earth helped the woman who is Israel. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon, Satan, had spewed out of his mouth. Well, we don't know for sure, but one thing is clear. The Jewish people will need to escape Jerusalem from the wrath of God and the nations he has brought against them. And when Israel's punishment for her iniquity is finished, the Lord will gather the remnant of the Jewish people, and all Israel shall be saved. As we read in Lamentations 4, the punishment of your iniquity is accomplished, O daughter of Zion. He will no longer send you into captivity. He will punish your iniquity, O daughter of Edom. He will uncover your sins. While the Lord has prophesied he will bring his righteous judgments and anger against Israel, and also the mixed multitude of people generally referenced as Edom, he has also promised to send his Redeemer to save all those who call upon the name of the Lord. We read in Isaiah 63, it says, Who is this who comes from Edom, with dyed garments from Bozrah? This one who is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red, and your garments like the one who treads in the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone, and from the peoples no one was with me. For I have trodden them in my anger, and trampled them in my fury. Their blood is sprinkled upon my garments, and I have stained all my robes. Now these verses clearly are a reference to Christ. And he is the supreme judge of all creation and the only name by which men can be saved. And it's interesting to read that the Lord comes from Edom, specifically Bozrah, the land of Israel's enemies. 
Bozrah, presently called Basira, is a pastoral city in modern-day Jordan, which was ancient Edom. And it is situated southeast of the Dead Sea, about an hour north of Petra. It means sheepfold or enclosure in Hebrew. And could it be that God, as he has declared, will bring his salvation to Israel surrounding Gentile nations and their arched enemies to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy? Well, I believe it's possible. And Jesus said in John chapter 10, Other sheep I have which are not of this fold, and them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Now, while Esau sold his birthright to his younger brother Jacob, he later recanted and begged his father for a blessing. And therefore Isaac said in Genesis 27, Behold, your dwelling shall be one of the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass when you become restless, that you shall break his yoke from your neck. Isaac prophetically declared that Esau's descendants would be violent men who would live out their lives serving the Jewish people. But one day they would break Israel's yoke of bondage from their neck. And regarding Israel and our yoke of slavery, we read in Leviticus 26, it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. The Hebrew word for yoke is oil. But in these two verses, the letter Vav, the numerical value of six, is added to the phrase indicating your yoke and his yoke. Six is the measure of man and the son of man who is the Christ. And so it is Jesus, Yeshua, who ultimately redeems the descendants of both Jacob and Esau to deliver all of us into his kingdom. And another exciting shadow of the Messiah's future redemption is the biblical commandment and sacrifice of the red heifer, the Edom. This purification ritual performed by a Kohen, a son of Aaron, was required for any person who encountered a dead body. And the rabbis correlate the red heifer with Esau, who they say was red-skinned and filled with fire, passion, bloodshed, and bloodlust. Again, we see a reference to Israel's enemies, the descendants of Edom. And yet we read in Genesis 50, it says, But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as in this day to save many people alive. In Romans 8, we read, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. So what the enemy intended for our destruction, God turns around and uses for our redemption. Now additionally, the word seir in Hebrew means goat. The Bible refers to goat devils, otherwise called demons, associating the goat with evil. And the rabbis say that the eleven goat-skinned draperies in the tabernacle of Moses signify the shell or nature of sin. We read in Deuteronomy chapter 1, it says, It is eleven days' journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. But miraculously, the Israelites traversed this distance in three days. These eleven days of travel were via Mount Seir, these being a mystery of the kings of Edom. And interestingly, the main roadway connecting the town of Basira and the entire region of Edom is still called the King's Highway. The number 10 signifies God's completeness and holiness. In contrast, the number 11 indicates our excessiveness or overindulgence. 
We read in Ephesians chapter 2, it says, We all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So here's the mystery behind the statement of our sages. Whoever adds, detracts. And Jesus said in Revelation 22, If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Now the word horeb, horev, in Hebrew means destruction. The understanding of this word brings us back full circle to the prophetic fulfillment of Edom in the last days. While Edom represents Israel's enemies, God will bring his redemption and salvation to Edom for a season to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy. And this season, I believe, correlates with the time and the fullness of the Gentiles. Our Savior Jesus, Yeshua, the Son of Man, Ben Adam, and the first Adam, has dipped his garments for us in his blood, Dam, and stained them red, Adom, to save the sons of men, Bene Adam, from eternal destruction. But he has also dipped his garments on the blood, Da'am, of the wicked, as he treads the winepress of the fierceness of wrath of Almighty God. And as for the descendants of Edom who reject Christ, God will use them to bring his righteous indignation against the Jewish people who have also left him. And while God has purposed to bring his final redemption to the remnant of Israel, so that all Israel shall be saved, God's full wrath and destruction will come as prophesied to Edom and the mixed multitude of Gentiles who join them. So therefore, let us pray earnestly for the salvation of the descendants of Israel and Esau, and let us declare the good news of the gospel to the Jew first and to the Gentile. And may they who come to the knowledge of Christ provoke all to jealousy, so they also may enter the kingdom. Amen. If you have enjoyed this teaching from House of David Ministries, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. We pray the Lord richly bless you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.